This episode is brought to you by Challengers Comics and Conversation. Go to challengerscomics.com and start the conversation now. Daniel's Law LLC in Georgia. Visit dlawllc.com. Kerberos Productions. The minds behind the games enter the pit and kaiju a go-go. Search for Kerberos, K-E-R-B-E-R-O-S, on Steam, or go to kerberos-productions.com to check out their growing catalog of titles. Hey there, conductors of the metaphysical, and welcome to the crosser for the week of October 10th, 2016. This week on the show, we have the Blu-ray and DVD release of Ghostbusters Answer the Call that we're going to be talking about. We're also going to get into a little bit of video game stuff. We're going to talk about the Today Show appearance by Paul Feig and Ray Parker Jr. And it uh, gets a little loopy because we were both a little tired, so uh, there's a lot of laughter. Still playing with Toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. Stop free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Uh, did you did you catch Saturday Night Live this weekend at all? Uh, or some I of the bits? A couple of bits. Yeah, I caught the Alec Baldwin opening, which was fantastic. Oh my god, it's scary. It's a little uncanny. Yeah, no, it was frightening. A couple of people we, wa- we watched it at the, the the party last night, and a couple of people were like, "When I look away, it actually sounds like it." And I'm like, "He is doing a really spot yeah. on tough truck." Well, and and saying pretty much verbatim what he said in the actual debate, which was also he, funny too. That was like, like actually, and it was funny. It was it was evenly matched. Even Kate McKinnon did a couple of things that she literally did in the debate, like the little wiggling her shoulders and all that, <laughs> that like that little shimmy, yeah, that little shimmy. <laughs> and oh, when she man. stops talking, her mouth looks like a tiny little butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Pronounced Kate. Gina. Gina. Uh, yeah, Kate McKinnon he's, really got me. I he's lied. Di- no, I didn't. He's a bully. <laughs> you shut up. No, wrong. No, wrong. <laughs> he thinks China started uh, uh, invented climate change. It's pronounced Gina. Gina. Oh my God. That was a good one. And I guess that same one had the the Family Feud. The Family Feud was in there. Yeah, that was Which pretty, is pretty good. good. Um, Kate McKinnon, she they did this like uh, round table with uh, uh, actresses, and she played the eighty-year-old starlet, uh, which that that's the one that really got me because she had that line that they actually put up onto the Saturday Night Live Twitter account. They they made art for it. That's uh, long story short, I ended up flapping my toots for a bunch of krauts, but that's Hollywood, <laughs> baby. <laughs> flapping my toots. Flapping my toots. Um. <laughs> got me. Best, what was the line that got me? Uh, oh, he's introducing Trump, uh, the man responsible, genetically responsible for the lower half of his children's <laughs> heads. Yeah, for their faces. <laughs> for their faces. Oh god. <laughs> it was pretty. Good. I mean, it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I feel like for their first episode out of the gate, they really came swinging. Like Kate McKinnon did a really great job. Obviously, after her Emmy nomination, she you know was swinging for the fences. Um, yeah, and. Um, and the Leslie Jones thing, did you see that? Her talking about the hacking in the Mr. Robot parody? Mr. Robot thing. Yeah, well, we were talking about that. Um, oh, boy. 
What was the historical example? Oh, right. So just a, a small aside, in the 50s and 60s, when the Russians, during the, you know, the height of the Cold War, wanted secrets, it was really easy to get. Because what you would do is you would send over your male agents to uh, honey trap uh, gay British secret ser- uh, civil servants. Like, you know, the, because not only was it not socially accepted, it was like illegal, right? Like if you've seen, um, what was the movie about Alan Turing there with uh, uh, Benediction, Crumbly uh, uh, Puff. Uh, imi- imitation Game, that one? Imitation that Game, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like like outright, you know, laws against it, and they'll, you know, they did terrible, nasty things. So obviously, nobody wants to be outed as gay. Which means when your boyfriend goes, "I am Russian, give me secrets, or we out you," it was very easy. Flash forward to now, that game doesn't work very well. Why? Because nobody cares if you're gay, yeah. uh, uh, civil servant. So just uh, we kind of flash forward along. Uh, we were. Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea Handler. So a perfect example of she went out and posted her own nude pictures online just because there was nothing you could do at that point, right? Like if anybody got her naked pictures. Yeah, might as well beat into the punch, I guess. Yeah, here you go. And then the bit with Leslie Jones, perfect, right? She she already mocked it. She's out there, she made fun of it, she made fun of herself. Done. <laughs> there's there's no power to it anymore. Yeah, right? like, and and in the end, in that bit, she uploaded them herself, and he says that's incredibly hard to do. I don't know how you actually did. I don't, what was huh. what was the what was the line? Of, uh, uh, yeah, her her laptop. Here's my laptop. Y'all know Windows ninety five, right? And, and then the, how's it how's it going over there? He's like, I'm just kidding. The lay of the land. And he looks back. So many Delta boarding passes. <laughs> Just her desktop is covered in Just icons. covered in crap. <laughs> and they did work in I Ain't Afraid of No Ghosts in there, which I thought was yeah. pretty funny. Uh, you can see but... him? I can see him. No. <laughs> You're not scared? I Ain't Afraid of No Ghosts. I Ain't Afraid of No Ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But wait, let's, let's well, go back to Benediction Crumbly Puff. Did you, yeah, just okay. come, did you just come up with that at the like off the top of your head? That was pretty good. Uh, okay. Is that, not, is that not the game? The be- Benedict Crumbly. What did you say? Benediction Bene- Crumbly Puff. Benediction Crumbly Puff. Yeah, um, that was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Well, get ready. That man's going to be a megastar once uh, Doctor Strange hits. Oh my God! Absolutely. Yeah. It's everybody's looking forward to Doctor Strange. What again? Words that I thought I would never utter on a podcast, let alone out loud. Uh, everybody's really looking forward to that Doctor Strange movie. What? <laughs> What? I'm uh, pretty excited for it. Mostly because now they've announced March 2017. Is that right? For Iron Fist? For Iron Fist? Yeah. Yeah. So that means, uh, I guess, in the modern uptick, yeah, all of the Netflix Marvels are now uh, in line. Well, they dropped that line like they, in the Luke Cage trailers. They call him a new Defender. It's like, ha! Defender! Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Um, the one piece of the puzzle missing is, well, technically was he a Defender or a Champion? Ghost Riders on Marvel. Uh, yeah, Ghost Riders on S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. But was he a Defender or a Champion? I can't remember. I don't recall. I don't recall I Ghost Rider up, being be a Defender. Um, but Doc Strange was a Defender, I'm pretty sure. But the trick is, is he's movie material. So right, this right. will this will either be nothing, like maybe they'll just mention him or something, 
or this will be the bit where they start to blur the lines between Netflix and the movies because they all yeah. they're all part of the same cinematic no, universe. Yeah, they're they all, all keep connected. referencing one another. Yeah, it's just that for whatever reason they just keep getting. They're still stuck on the kind of the old model where it's like <laughs> the the team doing the Netflix stuff is you know hissing at the the Warner Bros. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, guys, the TV, TV is not uh, TV is not affecting the movies, but the movies are affecting the TV. It's that <laughs> same old like I don't do television model. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'd listen to what you have you say, what you have to say, but really, what do you know about the Marvel television? I know story? nothing about the Marvel. Please go buy Marvel's Agents of Shield season three, declassified <laughs> now in store. I know nothing about it. But, uh, but yeah, hey, people are here. That, they want to listen to Ghostbusters talk. They don't want to hear us talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Again, go buy Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Declassified Season 3. In stores now. In stores now. Uh, yeah, but we've, we've got a lot of good Ghostbusters stuff uh, on, the, on the docket for today. Um, we, you know, it's been, actually, it's been like two or three weeks since we've had a proper episode. So, uh, you know, we've got a little bit of news. We've got a little bit of chat for you and I to talk about. Um, and then we'll, we'll go back and talk about Benediction Crumbly Puff, uh, at the end. Cause, cause I want to go back to that, but let's you do just it. like let's, saying it. I just like saying it. I do. I do. Let's, uh, let's get into the news. Here we go. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head. I improved beam accuracy by adding plasma shields to RF discharge chamber. I have cryo cooler to reduce helium boil off. And da 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 we got a freaking Faraday cage. All right, so as you listen to this, Ghostbusters Answer the Call is out on Blu-ray disc. Well, tomorrow it will be out on Blu-ray disc. It's time. A lot of you have already picked up the digital release. I know that several people said, I'm waiting for that that physical release. I know it's it's tough when you've got two weeks and it's already out there. Uh, Chris, you and I, we already purchased the digital release. We already That's have right. been combing through it. I have made my way through the commentaries and the, the behind-the-scenes stuff. But I have not. Oh, we're still working you, on it. It's crazy. We're still working on it. It's a lot. It's a lot to get through. It's a lot. It's a lot. I can't complain. <laughs> like, no. Like, it's like value for dollar. Can't complain. Can't complain. Lots of entertainment for whatever it was, the $20 that we spent. Now, however, I do have the Target exclusive and the Best Buy Steelbook on the way. Now, the Target exclusive is going to have that that special feature on it. I don't know how long that is, but so there's something else that I have to absorb. The Steelbook just is going to look good on the shelf, but... Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't. So, so have you made it through? Have you gone through any of the new behind the scenes stuff? Like, did you go through those iTunes um, exclusives that we talked about a couple weeks ago? Uh, some of them, yeah. I'm still not done. Yeah, it's I'm it's interesting to see those because the like the stunt previs one. That's that's the one that really I've watched I went that through, twice now. Yeah, I think I got through. Uh, oh, you mean the? Sorry, I thought you meant the extras in general. I was like, no, the no, iTunes no. ones. Yeah, the iTunes they were the are... first thing I watched. Oh, okay, yeah. God, that stunt. The it's so it's all of the stunt doubles. What they do is they have the stunt team uh, film all of the choreography out so that the director kind of sees it as like a previs for the film, and he can kind of make notes and tweaks. And then on the day, they have something to sort of look at when they're setting up the shots and whatever. So you have the entire stunt previs section, which includes. Ghost flying through cars and grabbing them, uh, the shot, the proton shotgun exploding, like all of these things. That I'm like, oh my god, that's this is great. Yeah. Where was that? They, I mean, I'm they, sure they ran out of time, but well, it was there, but edited is what it came down to. They, I guess that's probably true. Yeah, cut about. It doesn't sound like much, but it, it feels like they probably cut about a minute 
out of that fight. And again, like I said, it doesn't sound like much, but there's so much going on and it's cutting around so much that if you go back and watch it, you'll be amazed that there's a couple of bits where you were like, well, wait, what happened to that? And you're, your brain doesn't process it quite right for a while. And then you start <laughs> lining it up where you start going, oh yeah, that actually was in the movie. That was in the movie. That was mm. in the movie. And then you run into a bit like where some ghost gets thrown back and it almost begs uh, repeat viewing because sometimes you got to figure out whether it was something that actually was in the movie but was shot slightly different or it was just kind of left out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they hold the, the best is watching the previous one. Everybody's in white, you know, super bright lit warehouse. Yeah, and you've got the stunt guys on the stilt shoes and yeah, stilt shoes. Half of them are, are hanging from wires. Yeah. Uh, kind of crazy watching, uh, it's, it's very, uh, Star Wars, uh, special edition esque when you're watching, uh, uh, Patty's character deal with. You know, a big dude wearing, you know, reference points rather than, uh, <laughs> rather than mayhem, right? It's like, what? <laughs> it's it's a, not a C stand with a tennis ball on top of it, at least. That's but, right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, there's a whole lot of stuff. And so the other thing now, uh, shout out to our good friend, Tyler Foster, who was on, who was on the show, I don't know, about a month ago, uh, talking about the DVD Blu-ray release, but, um, he pointed out to me, and I think we've kind of determined now that all of the streaming materials, uh, which is all of that that hour and a half of deleted scenes, we think that it actually might be on a physical disc release in the UK. Uh, if you if you go to your Amazon.co.uk uh, site, you'll see there's a two disc steelbook release. And the second disc has, uh, I, I don't have the exact wording in front of me, but I believe it says over two hours of bonus features included on it. So um, there's a good chance knowing that we have to add up all of the total runtimes of all of that bonus features, plus all of the deleted scenes, alternate scenes. There's a good chance that everything that's streaming on iTunes right now or Voodoo is going to be on that disc. So uh, for those of you that have been talking about, I wish that I had that. I wish that I could put it on the shelf and archive it. That's me included. Um, I think that's the one we can't confirm that now because they actually, that's not being released until, uh, mid November. But, uh, once, once we're able to confirm that, I'll definitely let you guys know. But for those of you that were, were holding out for that, that might be your, your route. You might want to do a little importing from the UK if you can. Gotta be one of the most iconic movie theme songs of all time. Ghostbusters Grammy Award winner Ray Parker Jr. And Ray's going to treat us to a flashback Friday performance of the original song in a moment. But first, we want to catch up with Ray and director Paul Figg as his Ghostbusters reboot is set for release. <laughs> DVD October 11th. Hey guys, good morning. Good morning. Thanks this for having is, us on. We've yeah. got fans in the building. we got your super fan here. Well, <laughs> Ghostbusters. Well, that's right me. Here. That's yeah. it. <laughs> this has got to be so exciting. I mean, the idea, first of all, I mean, th this it's like this song has never gone away. Oh, well, thank it's you. the greatest song ever written, I would dare say. In fact, it was, it's a reason to probably do the movie. <laughs> <It's, laughs> yeah. no, no, totally. We just made the movie to have something to put the song into. Do you, Ray, do you ever get tired of doing the song? No. Good. Good. It's, it's like you get tired of holding a lotto ticket. It's not that bad. What's the backstory behind the lyrics of the song that we all know, committed to? You know what? It's, it's the strangest thing. I wrote the music. I only had a few days to write the music. But I wrote the lyrics in like 15 minutes. The messenger was standing outside the door. I had absolutely nothing. 
and I never even put headphones on. I had a U87 mic, and I just started singing while I was laying against the door so the guy couldn't open the door and find out <laughs> that I didn't have nothing done. Sounds That's like a truth. siege was going on. So I just kind of, now they call it freestyle. So oh. I just kind of freestyled the whole thing, and that was it. Man. You didn't know that, Paul? I did not know. <laughs> There's always something new. But you what was interesting is Ivan Reitman called me like three in the morning and I was dead asleep. And he says, I like the way you said, I ain't, I'm not afraid of no ghosts. But you said, what do you say? I said, no, it's I ain't afraid of no ghosts. He says, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Now, he's a Jewish guy from Montreal. From Montreal. So he was trying to say it. He said, whatever it is, I like that. And I'm like, what is he talking about? I don't even remember what he's talking about. I had to go back and listen to it the right. next morning. Wow. It got to be excited, folks, too. Also, the, the, the reboot, Ghostbusters, out on DVD mm -hmm. and Blu-ray. Yeah, on October 11th. It's already out on digital. You can download it from iTunes and anywhere right. else that you get digital. But yeah, what's exciting about the, the DVD and Blu-ray is that we have hours of extras. Wow. And we have an extended cut that's 15, se uh, 15 seconds. It's 15 <laughs> seconds longer, Al. Uh, 15 minutes yeah. longer. Well, here we go. We're going to get one more time the classic yeah. Ghostbusters.
anyway, we got again. We are talking about Hurricane Matthew along the middle. Ghost Core, they've got that pop-up event. Did you see that, Chris? The it's actually happening here in my neck of the woods uh, at the Grove, which is an outdoor uh, shopping mall. Um, and they're doing like a, it's like a interactive firehouse, a miniature interactive firehouse. And they're going to do giveaways and a bunch of stuff for the kids, free balloons for the kids. Um, but, uh, I think that's to coincide with the Blu-ray release. It's going to be next week. So when you're listening to this, it's going to be this coming weekend, the 14th, 15th and 16th for you LA, uh, denizens that are listening to this, the Southland and the Southern California Ghostbusters will be on hand. So, uh, get those cameras ready. We're going to have a lot of good photo ops. It sounds like, um, I know they were hoping to do something similar out East here in Canada, but I don't know if it ever fell into place. I haven't heard anything, so maybe it's not. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's been a lot of, again, because we're, we're in the middle of this marketing blitz, uh, for the, the Blu-ray release, the home video release. There's, there's a lot of stuff that's popping up. Like Madame Tussauds just did a, a deal for all of the New York comic con people. It's, it's like everything. The synergy is, is astounding right now. So Madame Tussauds has a, a discount as we're recording this, but it's going to be done by the time you listen to it. Magic of podcasting people. But, womp womp. uh, but yeah, so, so new fans have been checking out that, that Ghostbusters void experience that we talked about two podcasts ago. Um, but that's also to coincide with the Blu-ray release. And then they're also doing this pop-up and then they're, you know, again, you, you were talking about one that they were planning on the East coast, which we haven't seen pop up, but there's a good chance that that may happen by the time you hear this. So, you know, good, good chance that in your neck of the woods, they might be doing some promotional stuff for this Blu-ray disc coming out. So just keep your ears to the ground. Uh, keep, keep onto those social networking feeds because everybody's going to be posting when those franchises are going out and doing the photo ops and doing the promotional stuff and definitely go support your local franchise. Absolutely. Yeah. Go to the local video store and see if they have any, do- Oh, video stores are dead. Yeah. What's, what's a video store? Uh, Tell me of video no. stores. Father. <laughs> What is a blockbuster? What is a blockbuster? <laughs> What's a, a v- verse? A v- it's a VHS. 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 Sounds foreign. We don't like foreign <laughs> things anymore in this new future that we've just developed hypothetically just now. <laughs> uh, small aside, uh, just a interesting trivia as I found out. Uh, your neighborhood there, the greater LA area, is the had a bit of a pre-video rental model that the rest of the world never really got. What's that? Uh, what? You use a uh, photo, you photo mat or whatever. You should be able to go to, uh, photo stores, uh, like photo shops, camera shops and all that in the LA area. And they had these kind of little displays or I'm not sure if they're machines or if they were displays or what, but, it was this period between uh, nobody had home video and the rental market kind of kicked into mm. place. There was a bit in between where you could go to these and for a hundred bucks, like it's, as in, I used to work in, in, in video stores in rentals and that's how much the store paid. If we brought in a new movie, that right. tape was 60 to 120 bucks depending on the movie. And then the store would turn around and rent it to you for four, three, four, five bucks, whatever, to make the money back. There was a period of time where certain studios were selling direct for like a hundred bucks a pop, and that lasted just for a handful of years. And then somebody clued in and went, "Wait, if I buy it for a hundred bucks and then rent it out fifteen times at five bucks a pop," um, so yeah, it was very strange. I'm trying to find the date though, because God, I mean that that does make sense because I do I do recall. 
you know, growing up, I, d- I had a friend who had a VHS, uh, like one of the the crazy, you know, the the big sort of turntable size VHS uh, yeah. players. The top and, loading ones. Yeah, the top loading ones, and you know, right before VHS, uh, really, that was I don't know, like right when I was turning five, six. I do recall, like we had a friend who. Some way somehow it got those movies before everybody else did, and and they probably yeah. paid a top price for it. But uh, I watched I watched the first Star Wars in the basement of a friend's house. He was the his dad was a, a highfalutin lawyer and had the money to, to throw mm. around. And he was they were the first place in the neighborhood that had again the giant VCR and had these things. And that would have been eighty seventy nine eighty. So that predates the whole rental thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And it wasn't weird black market stuff. It had a box. It had the art on it and all that. It's just oh, yeah. it's very no, strange. It was, very strange. Yeah. Uh, I, I, God, I, I'm trying to remember what year that was. Probably like 86, 85. It's one of those fuzzy memories from when you were just too young to quite remember it. But I do recall that it was on top of one of those giant console TVs, which... <laughs> I don't know what that tells you, but that's, that's that was a while ago. A far oh, cry from the flat screens of today. Young yeah, no millennials kidding, right? that are listening to this, yeah. Oh, you kids! You kids! You kids in your Lego Dimension video game. Hey, speak. Oh, Lego. Oh, God. Great segue, Troy. What were you doing? Oh yeah, my God, I'm impressed with myself. Hey, Lego Dimensions. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Did you pick it up? I have not. I still don't have it. I. I'm. I'm <laughs> but the thing about it is that I'm so fascinated by Lego. <laughs> I end up watching the videos because people end up posting the the gameplay videos and as they do stuff and they unlock stuff and they find the Easter eggs, they put the videos up and that's what I've, I've ended up watching totally takes the fun out of playing a video game. Let's be honest. I, again, showing my age, I don't understand how kids watch Twitch all day because I just want to play the game, but here I am watching Lego dimensions videos because I'm not playing it myself. So I guess I can't talk. That's kind of hypocritical of me, but, uh, but so yeah, Lego, you know, with the Star Wars franchise, they uh, it seems like they have full creative license. They can do whatever they want with Star Wars. And it seems like they have that full creative license with Ghostbusters because making the news rounds this week, a little Paul Feig cameo in Lego Dimensions. Did you did you see this, Chris? The I did. The unlocking Paul Feig from his captive cage <laughs> um, Easter egg. Yeah. It's, he, he's, it's in the Aldridge mansion, I think. There's I think a... In, because you play the entire movie, right? Like when you pick yeah. up that set that has Patty and the, and the Chinese restaurant, you get to play the entire film. Yeah, essentially, it's very short. Some people have said, like compared to the the first Ghostbusters play pack, which plays out the first Ghostbusters movie. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. Again, I have I can't compare because I haven't played the new one. Or the old one. I haven't played either. Oh, I'm no. way behind. On We're the dimensions. worst people to be talking about this because we know. haven't played it. I no, my god. <laughs> Quick to YouTube, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think in the Aldridge Mansion, if I remember the video, if there's a, a cabinet that you can build up, and then if you have the right character, uh, whatever type Batman is, you can you can kind of open it up, and uh, spoiler alert, uh, Paul Feig pops out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Spo- and spoiler alert, he makes a joke about rebooting Back to the Future, which I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure somebody... got a few people. Yeah, well, somebody mentioned that if you rescue him with Venkman on your team, you'll get a, uh, another line out of it. Oh, what is he? Do you know what he says? When I don't remember what I said. And actually, let's just leave it as uh, a surprise. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, somebody mentioned that if you have uh, Venkman on the roster when you go do that, there's a special, uh, another special line um, 
link to it. And uh, interestingly enough, Paul Feig did the voice. So Oh, it was him. We got confirmation on that? <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I was like, <laughs> the, the people who reported to me, they're just like, I don't know if it's his voice or not. And I'm like, I know how to solve this. Paul Feig, was it you? <laughs> and some other guy popped up and said, well, he's in the credits. So I'm like, oh, so there you fine. Go. Take this. I mean, you would, you would think in order to use his full name and his likeness as a Lego, he, he had to have at least signed something. And for the one yeah. line or two lines that he had to record, he might as well do it. But uh, Now, the thing is, is given the limitations of Lego design, can you head to the nearest Lego store and root through the minifig bins and build yourself a Paul Feig ooh. minifig? I bet it's it's possible. Yeah. Smiling face like with, a, with glasses. Uh, and a suit you know. body. A suit body and a good head of hair. That's about it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Or a Get top a hat. Yeah, top Ooh, hat top and a cane hat. or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's very Paul Feig like, right? <laughs> um, interestingly enough, on the same day, somebody posted uh, the hair, sort of like Emmett's hair in the Lego Movie. That that classic Lego helmet of hair. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, is literally a bike helmet. Somebody. Oh my God, you're kidding. <laughs> you can get a bike helmet shaped like Lego hair. Oh, that's kind of brilliant. So you're riding around on your bike and you look like a Lego person. Oh, that's so Fantastic. good. That's really good. Um, yeah. Well, it uh, not too far astray of Lego Dimensions. I actually picked up the Vinny Mates too. Speaking of stylized Ghostbuster characters. Well, it, it, there's there's new two packs out, right? Is that what I saw? I didn't get the two packs. I got the individuals. of the Just team. the individuals. Okay. Yeah. But still, um, quite nice. They're very pretty. Uh, I do like though that they're they're face. There's little statuettes. They're little statue, larger versions of the mini mates done as statuettes. But on the side, posable head. I'm like, that's not a selling <laughs> posable head. That's highlighting the <laughs> fact that you can't do anything else. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was it's kind of it's kind of hilarious. They're they're great looking little figures and yeah, posable head. Posable okay. heads. Oh, good. Right. Well, we'll action, <laughs> action neck. Oh good. Thank you. <laughs> Displayable. Yeah. Displayable. Well, listen, I I don't know about you, but uh yeah, I got I I'm going to have some new space soon and I think I may actually dedicate a bit of it to getting uh Lego Dimensions set up properly and then oh. uh, yeah. do some do some weekend warrioring on see that's LEGO again dimensions. that's the entire reason that i haven't picked up lego dimensions is a lack of space because i i saw it i went into gamestop i traded in some stuff and and sitting right there on the end cap was the new uh answer the call set and i looked at it and i'm like oh yeah i gotta i gotta do it and then i'm like where am i gonna put it i gotta build the chinese restaurant i then i gotta buy i then i have to go buy the the ecto set then i it, it just it spirals completely out of control <laughs> yeah so, and then you're and by brilliant design and then you start going boy it'd be really great if the ghostbusters played the game with marty from back to the future yeah they know what they're doing that's it's smart marketing because and and, and the end cap is totally loaded with all the stuff that you want you can get the doctor yeah. who tardis right there yeah and then of course over the next few months it'll be like and mr t oh and god that's right night rider i forgot um, like all of the 80s properties are coming too <sighs> you're really talking <laughs> me into this every single time we talk about lego dimensions i'm like why don't i, I buy it well, the thing is, too, is it, it's like it's a lot of money and it's a lot of investment picking up the extras. But it's like once you have it, it's one of those games that like there's some people who play games now and you know what I mean? Like they get lots and they 
they're very dedicated, right? Like the the the, the classic eighteen to twenty four year old gamer picks up the hot new one, plays the crap out of it because they have no you know right. uh, no responsibilities get, to worry they about. They get or whatever, that one hundred percent completion within the first three days of it coming out, and you go, "What? How did you yeah, do that?" They're they're capable of staying up all night and running on Tang and all that, and they they blow tang? through it. Tang, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, I don't know what do the kids drink. That's a space food. Kids Probably love that. Tang. Um, Astronauts to the moon. <laughs> whereas I find myself now holding on, like I, I ditch most everything, and I hold on to the games that I know are going to take me a long time to finish. Right. Like, uh, I'll be the old guy at the old folks' home, and it's like, Batman Arkham Asylum, I'm almost done. <laughs> I Have got, you guys I found almost... that Riddler challenge? Like, Riddler <laughs> challenge? I almost got all the clues. Ooh. And, and in my um, head, everybody's wearing Oculus goggles now, and they're like, Riddler challenge? What are you, playing in 2D still? Come on, Grandpa. Jeez, catch up. <laughs> I can't play Crackdown anymore. I actually feel like I'm gonna, I'm at height and I'm gonna have a heart attack. Uh, <laughs> now my vertigo. <laughs> Don't push me. Don't push me. Well, welcome to oh. two grumpy old men talk video games. Talk on. The, the sad part is, yeah, well, I don't laugh. I actually do have Crackdown that I do want to finish. And I was looking at some screenshots the other day, and I was like. Man, this doesn't look so hot anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> this was the hot game. What happened? Doesn't hold up. Uh, but Lego Dimensions is perfect, right? You you lay down the um, for the base. Uh, you got to keep yourself a system running for however long, right? That's fine. Keep a, a cheap Xbox around. And uh, get your extras. And, yeah, just whenever you have more. It's a good pick up and put down. Like, even though there's a story progression, you can kind of just toddle through it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay and, investing and in a game. And it's right? Yeah. You can play with somebody sitting there on the couch with you, which is nice, um, which the, the Ghostbusters game that came out is as well, but I sadly have not made my way through that yet. Still, I played a little bit of it, and I needed a friend. Story of my life, <laughs> I needed a friend. It just, I, I needed uh, somebody there drinking beers, playing with me, and, you know. I got to wait till somebody comes over and sits on the couch and plays. All right, so, I'll book a, fl- uh, I'll book a flight tomorrow. Number if you guys, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Come on out to Los Angeles, everybody. What I really want is I want somebody to... Well, for starters, I want to grab um, the 2009 game for PC and fire it up and turn on all the settings. Um, yeah. Because that's 2009. So, yeah, we're seven years down the line and... I really want to see what my 960 will do with, <laughs> with <laughs> will do. Ch- yeah. And that's not even a top end, but you know that's well within the a, a person's budget, and that should chew through it like nothing. And then I like, where the hell are the, where are the guys that crack open the config file? Because remember all these other games like Skyrim and all these ones, even ones that don't have the modding. Uh, often guys get in there and they crack open the config file that people don't normally get to play mm. with and can actually start turning on settings that, do you know what I mean? Just to get even more stuff out of it because yeah, they turned feel, it off. Because Has somebody it, done it? I feel like on, on the GB fans forums, I feel like uh, somebody had been talking to uh, Skanker Zero, who's one of those guys that... You know, worked worked on, worked on the game and and has been kind enough. Uh, all these years later, still talks to people on the GB fans forum about it. But I, I feel like they were talking about the config, and uh, they pulled sound effects from it, and they were able to pull some models from it. But 
sound effects and models is one thing because you, I, I, I've actually done it. You can unpack the, um, I think it's a modified Quake archive or something like mm. that that they used. I can't remember, but there's a way to crack it open and you can get the sounds out of it. But in theory, all these things all have their own startup config file, and part of it the game lets you tinker with in the in-game settings, but the rest of it, it's all hidden away. And if you can get in there though, that you can start adjusting things like maximum screen resolution or, Hmm. you know, window mode resolution or, you know, maximum number of sprites, like things that the game has set to make it run well within the, the target specs of the time it came out. But if you know where to find it and you can tinker with it, you know what I mean? Like, so if the game was like, uh, yeah, don't do more than, you know, 12 slime splotches at any given time because it'll just run down the machine. Now you can go in and say, I'd, I would like a thousand max, Infinite. please. Yeah. yeah. So I want to well, see. I wanna, uh, where are okay, the hackers? Well, well while, while we're talking video games, because I, this sure. is this is your chosen profession, so I feel like you're the, <laughs> the person that I can oh, ask no. this. I was sold into video games. But anyways. Well... <laughs> <laughs> that's another podcast we're gonna have to come back to that um but okay so what's it gonna take in order to get that 2009 game to be backward compatible on consoles because the developer is gone atari obviously is still around um wh- how wh- what is the the selection process how do they make those backward compatible and what does it take for the the company behind those games to actually do it is it a is it an emulator what are they doing in order to get that game playing on the console um, if you've got it up and running on the Xbox 360, uh, you're not terribly far away from getting it run, but the Xbox one will have its own spec setups and all that. that right. Right. Uh, it's its own set of hardware. Everything developed for the consoles is developed with the specific hardware in mind. So it's not as simple as, you know, just booting it up and away it goes, um, and I mean, I'm not even I'm not mm. even a technical guy, so I can't even dig into it too much. Even yeah. if I could explain it, I don't know how much I could explain properly. But uh, that's just step one. I mean, you if you had the source code or whatever, somebody could go in and start cleaning it up for, for the next the hardware one. or whatever they have to do. Yeah, well, because it's kind of like um, uh, when you make something for the PC, you can be a little bit more loose in a lot of areas because you're going to get a lot of different hardware configurations getting stuff running on the console you have very strict limitations so you design for that which means then when you take it and you slap it over to, you know if you tried running if you could try running on the xbox one probably something's going to like uh, clash um and again don't anybody quote me on this not that there's anything to quote about i'm being very vague and very broad about it yeah but, uh, yeah but just just broad yeah broad terms because well so the reason i ask is because like, every time well, we say like why why can't it because everybody says well it'll never be backward compatible i don't understand why you know yeah well i mean there's a lot of different things so for example the xbox 360 was kind of this era where it had their the oh god what did they call it the um Oh, getting getting old. Um, <laughs> they had a particular tool set for that era of the console, and for example, it came with its own sound engine, the exact uh, tool set sound engine, and that was all fine and dandy. But if you built your your game using the exact sound engine and then tried to run it 
on the Xbox One, which is now part of this whole Windows 10 Oh, platform. so it's a totally different engine, and okay. it may you may it it'll probably still work, but you would have to to start adjusting some of the libraries and all that. You know what? I'm just going to sum it up. Games have libraries, and libraries have to be changed. There, I don't mm. know. That's the and, bimbo and, answer. Well, and somebody has to be paid in order to change those libraries <laughs> too. That's probably that's probably where it boils two. down to, right? And that's where it all falls apart because the company that made it doesn't exist. The people who worked on it and knew the old code base. So, I mean, yes, it's probably there. It's probably locked in a vault. You could hand it over to a new team. That's going to cost money. It's going to cost a mm. bit more time than even just the porting because they don't know the original game and the original code, which means they're going to have to spend time getting in there and getting familiar with it and then start tentatively poking at things and see what happens and then start changing things and see what happens. And then stuff's going to break and there's going to bug. And then you're going to have to go through a debug process. So really what it comes down to is like um, sales. Like somebody would have to do the numbers and go, uh yeah, it's worth it to put it out there for people to you know mm. I don't know keep buying it or um there's enough copies out there that it, this will make a lot of console owners happy and if the more they're happy you know the yeah. more they like the console and keep buying for it or if a sequel is coming up uh, or they're working on a follow up or something that that makes sense too which yeah. there is not a direct follow up to the Ghostbusters video no. game so, end of the day. Yeah. I hate to tell people, but it's just gone. Like the minute yeah. the original team uh, went away, not to mention, but the team that helped with the 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 multiplayer, they're gone too. They were local here in Vancouver, God. and they're gone. Meaning, no team that has touched the code base. This now that said, um, I don't know the guys who touched the alternate for like Nintendo and um, PS2. Uh. Maybe. Yeah. But then but it, all you're doing is you're running the simplified, the, the thing that had to be made to look cartoony because you couldn't push through the, uh, the, the really fancy looking, uh, uh, uh models and all that environments. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of so gone. Not, not going to happen. Well, at well, any rate. Now, here's, here's, here's the thing though, kids. There's nothing that says that next console down the line we might not end up in the, this the weird era where the console and um, uh, desktop gaming kind of gets so close to one another that yeah maybe somebody goes <laughs> and that's the other thing it's the 2009 game so next console you know I'll see you in the 2020s uh, early 2020s and maybe at that some point somebody goes yeah run the emulator. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just run it right off Steam or whatever. Yeah. Well, and that's actually the other question. Like, how did that? So somebody would have to done the port for the PC. I mean, the PC game still runs in Windows 10 environments. Oh, so what, yeah. So why can't the PC version run? Uh, at any rate, okay. So we're we're getting way too technical. The, yeah, I getting, know. Yeah, so, I don't even uh, have all the good. You know, it's just all speculation. The the long and the short of it is, original team gone, uh, and it's not. The money's not worth it to get yeah, another team up yeah. and running. To yeah, so. and mm. so maybe maybe for the next movie, maybe for the animated movie, maybe there'll be another game, or maybe that'll be their court. Instead of doing a new game, they'll pay for the the backward compatibility. It's a, there. There are a wide variety of of scenarios where it may actually happen. But I'm just I've always wondered. Everybody always just is so quick to put that period at the end of the sentence, saying nope, it'll never happen. And 
I'm like, what? Why? Why not? I don't understand. Tron, more... Tron Evolution is backward compatible. That's... <laughs> I don't understand. I know it's Disney, it's, but... It's more likely that you will see the models modded out into somebody else's game. Hmm. If people can start pulling the uh, the Ghostbusters out, it, it's within the capabilities of the uh, the unofficial mod community to, to tinker them up and throw them into other places <laughs> so that you could play like Grand yeah. Theft Auto with uh, Grand Theft Auto, for example, you can mod stuff up. So who knows? And it had the uh, Firehall-esque. You That's can put true. in uh, Ecto-E type cars. So yeah, I don't know. I th- <laughs> Let's put it that way. I would put more money on somebody putting a Ghostbusters uh, mod into another game than 2009 getting backwards compatible on the new systems. Coming soon to Mortal Kombat 11, Peter Venkman. You heard it first you heard here. It first. Mind you, also, it should be pointed out, though, that the desktops, like your PCs, have moved so close to your, your living room television anyways. Because you can play it with a Windows controller. That's true. Off your PC. A half-decent laptop these days yeah, will push around the 2019. No problem. Yeah. So, yeah, and just throw like it in there. And it's only $30 on Steam right now, right? I know, it's like, right? It's... it's pennies so i should have can we rewind can we erase the last 20 minutes where i waffled my way around stuff i didn't know anything about and just say just play it on your uh on your pc on on the the big screen yeah steam uh what are they called big picture go to have the technology you have the technology just go do do it. it you can do it so hey let's talk about bill murray walking into a bar again remember that that old adage that old <laughs> tired and used joke about bill murray walking into a bar well he did it again and it's something that uh, i know a few a few of our listeners out there they had a chance to experience so uh congratulations to you guys you were among the few and the proud but uh bill went to his son's bar in brooklyn uh, it's called 21 Greenpoint, and it was advertised, which was also a little surprising because usually he shows up to these parties or to these bars and it's unannounced and it's it's newsworthy only because he is Bill Murray. Um, but it was advertised. It was invite only, but a lot of uh, private people were able to make their way in from the public. Um, and so, yeah, some ghost heads were on hand. I saw Tom Gebhardt had a great photo and a, an Ecto-1 yeah. license plate autograph from, from Murray. But, you, you know, know, he was... You know, you know why he showed up at this one and why... They were able to promote it. No, no. It's his son's. It's his son's bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Homer. I thought. I thought I said that. Uh, maybe you Good did. I don't think you gracious. did. Gracious. I am sorry. It's his uh, son's Homer bar. Murray. Yeah. If you uh, go watch um, Broken Flowers, is that the one? Is that the where they're sitting at the table? No, no, Broken Flowers. It's a Bill oh, Murray the, movie. The, yeah, you're right. It's the Jim Jarmusch. But yeah, never mind. Yeah, Sorry. and he. It's it's about you know middle aged guy thinks he has a or gets wind that he might have a son and goes wandering around the old town trying to look, find old girlfriends and see if he could find out about this son and the right. Uh, no spoilers, but the movie ends with a very. Uh, it was that time. It was that lost in translation time where movies, indie movies, had these strange little uh, quiet moment endings. But anyways, yeah, it's him walking down the street and he has a slow motion moment where he locks eyes with a twenty something in a car driving by, and and <laughs> and in order to sell that, holy shit, did, is that his son? Uh, yeah, they actually put Homer. So if you want to know what they Homer Murray looks like, there. Uh, it looks. It turns out Homer Murray looks like his dad. So there you go. Oh my god. 
I was, you know, what's I was thinking of coffee and cigarettes, which was a totally different movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, have you seen Broken Flowers? Is that the one with the Wu Tang Clan? Yes, that, yeah, yes, the Troy, that's the one with the Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, they, so they ain't nothing to truck with. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so he goes to his so son's yeah. bar, and he was doing tequila shots. He was uh, he was singing along to the jukebox. Um, yeah, his old standard. No matter what you order, tequila shot. It's tequila a tequila shot. shot. Tequila yeah. shot. And, and, and sort of scouring through social media, I was trying to find some audio clips or some videos, and it, there's nothing that really plays on the podcast, but uh, hands down what I saw everybody on Instagram and Twitter posting about was, I just did a tequila shot with Bill Murray. Every, uh, there must have been 50 people in one night that said that they did a tequila shot with Bill Murray. That guy... He knows how to party. All right, let's. <laughs> That's slowly lo- losing its currency. He, uh, I he think knows Bill how to party? Needs, He needs to go in seclusion for a while. The number of people that can claim they've had. Uh, plus, once you add in that whole thing where he says nobody will believe you, well, everybody can say it then. Guess yeah. what, Troy? A couple weeks ago, uh, I didn't tell you until now. I I had a tequila shot with Bill Murray. You're kidding. So did I. Yeah, yeah I was really? sitting at the airport bar, and there he was. There he was. I read about it on Twitter, and I showed <laughs> up, and I just had a tequila shot with him. It was <laughs> actually that's there's a button I'm making for the con circuit for all the uh, the ghost players. Is everybody needs a button that says I took a shot with Bill Murray. <laughs> just a little, just a little shooter glass of tequila. Yeah, I shot tequila with Bill Murray. I shot tequila. With yeah. Bill Murray. Which, uh, by the way, have you seen the Bill Murray? It's the is it the Murray Country Club or the Murray Golf Club or what? I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but they put out the polo shirts with him throwing the golf club. It was one of no. these like for, it was for 24 hours. They put the sale up because they had like hats and polo shirts, and it was Bill Murray in that epic. I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen it if you're listening to this. It's him. He's pissed off at the green and he's throwing his golf club away and they immortalized that in the sort of Ralph Lauren polo uh, embroidery and it's it's amazing nice. but it, I really wanted one of those hats and they were on sale for I kid you not maybe 10 minutes and then they were gone they, the, not a chance like I had a better chance of doing a tequila shot with Bill Murray than I did of <laughs> having one of these hats in my hand <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous that's funny so, uh, yeah. so yeah. So at any rate, so uh, so uh, hats off to you guys that were able to make it out to that bar in Brooklyn. Uh, gl- great to see all the pictures, all of the social media stuff. That's right. Um, Bill, I mean, he's a rare one. I know that the uh, the Buenos have been trying to get him for that uh, that documentary, still to no avail. I guess they should have just gone to the bar in Brooklyn. Who who's to say they couldn't have done an interview with him behind the bar? <laughs> Why not? Uh, but <sighs> hey, if if you want to catch up with Ernie Hudson. You do have many opportunities coming up, including a Halloween event in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which I'm actually jealous. I wish I could go to this because it's at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. They're turning, I'm not entirely sure how, but they're turning part of the casino into Times Square. And Ernie's going to be there and Ectomobile's going to be there. They're going to have a huge party that goes well into the night. Um, it, It sounds like a whole lot of fun. And it's it's Ernie Hudson, man. Especially after watching those deleted scenes on the new movie, uh, this guy he can do no wrong. Ernie Hudson is my hero. I just want everybody to know that. And and he's got a new show that just started on Epics with Nick Nolte, and I'm blanking on the name of it. I should have written it in the rundown. 
Do you remember what it's called, Chris? Uh, actually, until you mentioned it, I did not know that he had a new show on Epics. With he does. Nick he's Nolte. got it's it's a Nick Nolte show yeah. where Nick Nolte plays the ex president, like the former president, if I remember correctly, and <laughs> uh, and it starts. What it president starts, sounds like Nick Nolte? Um, a president in an eighties <laughs> movie. I've seen maybe a, a Van Damme film where it's probably Nick Nolte as the president. Um, Ernie, 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 let me ask you a question. Um, anyways. Get me DEFCON. <laughs> I, I told him to back off or I'd send the army. Can I get a drink? That's yeah, a pretty um, good Nick Nolte. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm working on it. Uh, <laughs> he was Not, in the. I saw him in some other recent movie too. He's doing okay. Um, yeah, Nick Nolte. Doing all right. Oh no, it was the uh, Jason Statham uh, Parker. Nick, Nick Nolte was or Ernie Hudson was? No, Nick Nolte. Okay. I don't know what Ernie Hudson's doing. Uh, no, Ernie's I just everywhere. assumed Nick Nick Nolte had kind of fallen off the face of the planet, and there he was in a movie, looking fine. Yeah, so I'm sure was. this will be good. Now he's in Ernie, a show with, with Mr. Hudson. Ernie's immortal. Like we don't. That's how it is. It's a Ghostbusters show, and when we bring up Ernie Hudson and Nick Nolte, really it makes more sense to talk about Nick Nolte and how he's doing because Ernie's fine. Ernie's fine. Ernie doesn't look like he's aged a day since 1989, <laughs> he, he especially in those promo all. photos. Yeah. Uh, uh, so where's he at? Uh, Where's this, what city is this in? Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma, at the Hard oh, Rock Hotel. Oklahoma, 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 Oklahoma. Uh, Sorry, I set you up for my. Uh, Dirty Rock Scoundrels reference. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Not mother. <laughs> Not mother. <laughs> for, for our podcast listening audience, I'm just going to bang on some pots and pans. <laughs> Don't worry about this. Just turn your volume down for a second. It's all in the name of referencing Excuse a film. Me. Can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> well, Thank hey, you. So while we're on the topic of, of, of events... Not dirty yes. rotten scoundrels because I could no. talk about that all night too. But but of events, um, what the hell was that Empire slime along thing? Do you know? Did you see the people with like tarps yeah. on and they had like plastic in front of them? Was it a screening of the film that's with slime? My, what, from what, what I understand, it? that's what it was. And they pulled a Gallagher, and um, you got to wear uh, the yeah the uh, well ponchos basically, and they actually shot slime out into the crowd. In, into the movie theater, but uh, why? Why? I don't know. And all I, I know understand. is, let's put it this way. Okay, so spoiler. Well, not spoiler. Uh, heads up. Uh, uh, pre-promotion. Uh, the Rio Theater, uh, which has shown Ghostbusters a couple times before, um, is organizing another one uh, for the 28th here in Vancouver. And they asked the Ghostbusters of British Columbia to come help you know, show up and promote and do some fun games and all that. And we were brainstorming with them and it was, it was like Rocky Horror Picture Show rules. It was like, mm. you can throw toast, you can't throw rice, no water guns. Like it's just, it amounted to whatever was worst for the theater to clean up. You so weren't slime? allowed to do. Like, and then on. I'm looking at these pictures and they're, I'm like, wow, that's not coming out. <laughs> like, yeah. Are they going to demolish the theater <laughs> at the exactly end? Like, do they not care? To say, like, <laughs> live it up. It's gone tomorrow. Take a We're going to dump 50,000 gallons of marshmallow on our audience. We're not going to clean it up. We're blowing that shit up tomorrow. Don't worry about it. If you can unbolt them, take the seats. Also, we have you know 10-pound bags of unpopped popcorn if you want them. 
I, I mean, um, I, I get, the, I get the sing-alongs, the grease, and the the sound of music sing-alongs. Um, we're gonna go to uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, where Danny Elfman's gonna be playing along with the music on Halloween. It's gonna be awesome. Very nice. I don't get the slime along. I mean, I, I, if maybe if I had a few drinks in me, I'd be like, hey guys, they're gonna show Ghostbusters. They're gonna just pour shit on us the entire time. But uh, I, yeah, I don't well, know. where was it too? I was trying to remember. It wasn't. Was it? It was in London somewhere because it was an Empire was magazine okay. sponsored event too. Oh, That's the other thing. Course. I was like, Empire, yes. the integrity of filmmaking and the genre and uh, the slime along. What? I don't understand. I don't get it. Yeah. If anybody out there uh, attended the slime along, please, 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 please. I'm begging you. I'll pay. Yeah. I'll pay you money to either come on the show or leave us a voicemail just to tell us what it was and what happened and how much you yeah. paid to go be a part of this. And what happened to uh, Johnny on the spot, Paul Gagnon anyways, like, yeah, Paul, oh, Paul's uh, got a new job. I don't know if you've seen online, but uh, Paul's a big time, like morning show producer on the radio in, in, uh, oh, I in saw. London, I want to say. I've threatened he, to call in and hassle. <laughs> I think he's got like the 3 a.m. to like 8 a.m. shift, though. I feel, I feel bad for the guy because he posts like a, absurd hours. Even for me, you know, eight hours behind him. I'm like, dude, why are you awake right now? 3 a.m. That's perfect. I can get home from work and I can call in and hassle. Just call and harass him. <laughs> um, hi, I'm calling for Paul and I would <laughs> like to know... Um, do you have a refrigerator <laughs> and just, we'll just, we're going to harass you, Paul. I don't know if you're Hello, listening to this Paul. right now. <laughs> it's 4am. Are you sleepy? <laughs> the Sandman will call you every shift you for the next be. three weeks. Could you play poor, Dusty poor Springsfield Paul. for me? Thank you. Oh God. <laughs> I'd like to hear Jesse's girl. Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any Mata Hoople? <laughs> oh, boy. All right, well, let's move on to merch news. I really this gets like worse. pulp. Guys, um, we're, we're loopy. Both Chris and I have had a really long week. I'm sorry. This is just, it's, spir- it's spiraling completely out of control. No, it's not. This is the best episode ever. Keep best going, keep going. Best episode ever. Let's talk merch. Ghostbusters International number nine is out. In it came stores. Out last week. It's in stores. Uh, Chris, you and I both purchased it. We have both, because we just talked about having a really long week, we have both not read it. Yes. Um, we're also now four episodes behind on Cyclotrons. Oh, uh, no. What, five? More. At uh, least. We've done up to four. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah, um, we're five, math, five math, behind. math, we're really screwed. So, uh, we, may IDW just, guys, we may just want to stop, and the next Cyclotron will be for the trade paperback. New that's rule. We'll, we'll do the entire collection. We'll um, do the trade paperbacks. Yeah. So, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about GBI number nine next week a little bit more. It's not going to be a full Cyclotron, but Chris and I are going to chat about it after we have a chance to read it. So, But please go pick it up. Again, these guys at IDW... Um, you know, Mr. Dapper Dan Shoning is pouring his heart out in every single one of these. And in fact, um, I know Eric Burnham has been working really hard and, and the, just the amount of effort and love and care that goes in each one of these. I Again, I'm sorry if you guys are tired of me saying this, but we're spoiled by it. So go pick up Ghostbusters International number nine. Uh, yeah. Also, Bongo, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Totally Ghostbusters themed from it's from cover to cover, right? It's all Ghostbusters, isn't it? It is not. 
Oh, it's uh, not. Okay. No, it's and it's a, it was a complete surprise. I went into the store and there it was, and I was, what? Um, again, kids, uh, form a relationship with your local comic shop so they'll hold stuff for you. <laughs> And so, so they asking, saw that it was Ghostbusters it. and they immediately oh, yeah. held it for you? Oh, yeah, that's they're, great. They're like, he'll want one. Uh, yeah, beautiful cover uh, with Homer as uh, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and um, the other characters as Ghostbusters. And then um, uh, inside, so Treehouse of Horror is done as like an anthology every Oh, okay, so they do it year. like the actual episodes. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so there's a bunch of little stories that spoof other things. And one of them was called uh, Ghost Bashers. So the joke is, is they kind of took the uh, the snake beating episode, oh, uh, with their snake whacking stick, sticks and all that. They kind of had like nuclear whacking ghost day. whacking sticks, yeah, yeah. So and then they basically proceeded to bring back every Simpsons character that had died uh, to be a ghost oh, that they went after, good. sort of thing. Yeah, that's pretty and, good. And then for two panels, they had the. Uh, <laughs> The guy's complaining, there's so many ghosts to deal with. I'm exhausted. And the girls are like, the, the women show up. It's like, we can help. And they're like, women can't be ghost bashers. I get the Treehouse of Horror every year anyways, just because I do, I'm not a regular Simpsons. I don't, hell, I don't even watch the show anymore. But I love, I, I, I like the Halloween episode, Treehouse of uh Trios of Terror or Trios of Horror? Trios of Horror. Trios of Horror, yeah. Yeah. I dig I dig I dig the the episode every year and I dig the comic every year. Yeah. And then and this, I'm, I'm I mean, good for a year. I would love the comic art. I uh shout out to Jason Bishop who sent me the image first. Uh and and it was it was when I was on vacation, so sorry, Jason. You sent it to me, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. The Treehouse of Horror is out. I didn't even realize that Homer was Stay Puffed and that Bart was Slimer when you first sent it to me. So I think I think I kind of responded with like, oh my god, that's amazing. And then I, it like didn't register until the day after. But uh, but yeah, I, I that comic art, right? That cover art, I've got to find a print of that somewhere somehow because that's that's perfect. It's like Lisa yeah. is trying to bust Homer and Bart at the same time, and it says it says so many things, but uh, so yeah, Treehouse of Horror is already on shelves. It came out uh, like two weeks ago now, two weeks three ago, weeks yeah. ago, yeah, no, two weeks, two weeks ago. Um, and then uh, let's see what else we've got. We've got uh, Halloween's coming up, so we have tons and tons of merch, including uh, Ruby's costumes. Uh, we've got props and the actual costumes themselves, including that deluxe proton pack, which uh, I know a lot of people have been saying it looks like a miniature proton pack. Yeah, yeah, you know, you are still only paying whatever it is, uh, sixty dollars for it or seventy dollars for it. So it's, it's not that Anovos, uh, fourteen thousand dollar or whatever Anovos is, is asking for theirs because it's totally frame and the hero accurate. No, yeah. Ruby's is you know they've. Well, given that how many like over a decade now everybody's complaining with the Ruby's costumes with the inflatable proton pack. I think they can calm down a little bit when they finally make one that looks like a real proton pack. Yeah. Now the and downside is, is people are complaining that it's a little on the small side. It's like, yes, for children. For it's yeah, it's let for the kids go have fun. Kids are very tiny adults, um, and it's also made out of foam rubber, as I've yeah. heard. So a lot of people say that they pull it out of the package and you, you get that like strong foam wow. rubber aroma. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, pick that up and impress your friends. Also get them high this Halloween. That's out. Um, uh, the screw you necklace. That was a surprise to me. Did you see that Chris? That I did not know. 
So Ruby's has the uh, the Holtzman Screw You necklace, which is one of their props. They also have the the um, gloves that they're uh, releasing, um, but I haven't seen photos of those yet. Uh, but yeah, so the Screw You necklace, I hear it's a little small. It's about the size of a, a quarter, but uh, but yeah, um, it's it's pretty cool to have an officially released version of that out there. Um, what else? There's lots and lots of candy. I mean, everybody out there on social media is sending us uh, Slimer containers of, of hard candies and yeah. like Walmart's got the rice crispy treats. Yes. Those were fantastic. I definitely got to get some of those. We have a, like, I picked up a pack here for, uh, for making with my little guy, but it's the generic, it's got snap crackle and pop and it's, you make pumpkins out of them, right? Like, uh, but it's the same kit. It's the same size box and it's the same size. It's the same just stuff not Ghostbusters themed. It's just not Ghostbusters theme. Whereas the Ghostbusters one, you make, um, I think it's just straight up marshmallow rice krispies, but they threw uh, Stay Puff on it. And then somebody said they needed a green one with like the somebody said uh, Stay Puff should, and they said it should be slime green. I was like, no, this should be a slimer one too. Ooh. Uh, slime green. Uh, uh, hell, you everybody can make that anyways. At the end of the day, I just want it for the box. <laughs> I can I just, make slimer rice krispies squares if I want. Yeah. For the whole reason that I bought the Twinkies and I have the flattened boxes of both and I still have a lot of Twinkies in the cupboard, which my wife is not entirely happy about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you there. Um, but uh, so, yeah. So check that. I mean, uh, go to your local department store, your Target, your Walmart. You're going to see a bunch of Ghostbusters stuff out there. Uh, new York Comic Con is actually happening right now, too. So we're getting our first glimpses at a lot of new merch, including... Uh, Titan has uh, a new series of their little mini figures, kind of like the, the mini mates, the Ecto minis that we had uh, that came out from Mattel. Uh, Titan's got a whole new slew of those that are coming out. I just saw two photos of it and they were kind of close ups from the, the show floor. So I don't have any details on those yet. Uh, but we also uh, got a, a, an official solicitation of the Diamond Select Series 4 figures. Yep. Uh, Peck, Gozer, and. Blow up Slime. Dolph Vankman? Blow up Dolph Vankman. Like what? <laughs> What's happening with poor Peter Vankman? What? I what? don't know. He never really had that face anywhere no. in the movie. Um, I'm not entirely sure what's happening in this sculpt. He's he's slimed, but then he's also making a very very unfortunate face. And we we talked. I think Chris, you pointed it out like a month ago when the first images of this this particular figure came out, and I thought, ah, oh, they'll fix it. It's Diamond Select. They'll totally fix it. It'll look a lot better. No, 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 no. He he still looks very unfortunately posed. Um, so, uh, but but you need him to complete your uh, temple, right? Doesn't he come yeah. with a diorama set? He sure does. And this is where I think they may have dropped the ball because, frankly, they could have broken out from the pack and started putting some rare characters in there. And we would have bought them because we want the stupid temple piece, right? So right. I don't need another Vankman. You could have given me uh, who've we been talking about that should be in there. We got a Lewis. We got a we got a Janine. We got a Dana. We got the four guys so far now. There. So the first three sets we got all those. Who else? Uh, so we got uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 oh brain on dickless peck thank yeah, you yeah there's the peck is in, in series four but where's a mayor lenny like give us a mayor lenny mayor um, lenny would be pretty good that'd be a good one. Ooh, boy what else here we got a slimer so slimer well, with that's the, right we got a slimer yeah. 
And we're getting Gozer and Terror Dogs. Terror are too Dogs. Big. Yeah, Terror are, are Dogs. Are we getting Terror big. Dogs? I don't think so. Aren't they're part of the diorama? Aren't they? Aren't they like the statue versions? The stone ones, yeah. Because they were on display here. at the San Diego Comic Con as as statues. Yeah, I'm just scanning through the movie in my head. Oh, are uh, the coeds like that? Co- yeah, coeds would be good. Um, boy, yeah. At the end of the day, these are very high priced figures, though. That's true. Like, That's I would true. actually, I would be fine if actually they didn't try to give us detail that nobody's ever going to be happy with. I'd be fine if they went to like original Star Wars level and then just gave us all the figures at like yeah. five bucks a pop. Do I would the, do that. Well, see, that's that's the problem with the reaction figures to me is they're they're like that original Kenner line, but they're like $30 each. But, and yeah. you're like, what? I know. These things were like 99 cents. <laughs> this isn't retro. It's extortion. It's extortion. Five bucks tops. But then you get everybody. You can get uh, you can get the Con Ed man. Um, boy, you name it. Cardinal Well, Mike. yeah, that's that's um, the advantage to the Minimates that you were talking about earlier is you you have all of the... You even have Janosch as the uh, ghost nanny in the Minimates, right. right? Like Yeah. That's, the that's mini, as far the as you can go. The Minimates are killing it. Yeah. So, um, so, anyway, so uh, I don't know. The good news is Peck looks really good and, and yeah. Gozer looks really good, especially compared to the, I still have the NECA version of Gozer and, yeah. um, you know, she, she looks pretty good. The, the face sculpt is sort of spot on. Same thing with, with, uh, Walter Peck, but boy, oh boy, that, uh, that Vankman figure, I don't know. That's, that's a tough sell. <laughs> that's a really tough sell. <laughs> well, well, if you want your temple, it's not it's, going to be. Nope. Yeah. It's a good conversation piece. Look at it that way. It's if you're See, the th- at the end of the day, these are collector boxes, which means you can pull the temple piece out and just leave him in there and put the put the box up on the shelf quietly. Just put it up on the shelf. Just just smother it with a pillow and just put sh- it out of its misery. Well, that's what I'm intending to do is is uh when I finally get my my collection space organized is the top of the shelf right just before the ceiling just a line of the, those boxes with the faces sticking yeah. out on the with with all the faces just staring at you staring at me judging and and then inside the slime vankman is the figure cuz <laughs> i don't need two vankmans on the temple <laughs> rooftop thanks nope no yeah that's all right we don't need a clone out here but so yeah so end end of the day though uh here we go uh smoke machine Nope. To, come, to pump it wow. in through the back too much going too this far is really getting you're gonna have like your train set down in the basement uh, elaborate here uh all <laughs> right just, you're going all out <laughs> some, some 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 sort of uh thing with dry ice pumping out the fog too much <laughs> too much no no, no. I don't you need so. a permit for that up in canada as i learned uh, last week so yeah there you go See? yes we're, eh, it's a lot of you, work i know it's a lot of work <laughs> like like i said uh I, boy, to go down, go down to the States for the first time and go into a grocery store and right next to the, uh, you know, up, up through the checkout, there's the big freezer with regular ice and then the tiny freezer with helpfully provided giant mitt to pull out (laughs) dry ice. Cause you know, sometimes you need, uh, your, your six pack of, uh, well, six pack of beer, six, a four pack of Greek yogurt and some dry ice. Yeah, man. Why not? We don't mess around. That's how we. That's how we do it here in America. We're reckless. You yeah. know, happy-go-lucky clowns. We shoot them. All right. That's what we do here. 
okay, we're gonna we're gonna open up a store and it's gonna it's gonna sell groceries and then we're gonna we're gonna diversify into what? You can buy guns, alcohol, dry ice, and fireworks. Done. And we're gonna put a McDonald's in the corner. Done. Sold. Can and it also sell dynamite and a claw machine. Done. But we're gonna lock up all the razors. Because well, yeah. people can't be no. trusted. People, people, people <laughs> steal those. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> Dry ice. Hey guys, how's it going? It's Matt Goldsmill from Ontario, Canada. Uh, yeah, um, listen to the latest episode. Awesome review with um, the extended edition of Answer the Call, uh, or Ghostbusters 2016, whatever you want to call it. Um, the cut is uh, very, um, um, in terms of uh, showing the camaraderie and um, less uh, of a hack job of the third act, I think it's a really great companion piece. Um, definitely aligned with, uh, with uh, Chris on certain cuts. Um, I am actually intrigued if um, there is a, uh, maybe a fan effort of piecing together a, a fan edit of both the theatrical version and the extended edition, uh, a la uh, Star Wars Special Edition Despecialized or something like that. Um, anyway, let me know what you think and uh, keep up the great work with the podcast, guys. Cheers. Hey, Troy. Hey, Chris. It's Rob from New York. I haven't called you guys in a while because I've been backed up listening to all these podcasts. But I had a question. This is Comic-Con season in New York. Starting this week, I don't know when it airs, but on the 6th of October, New York Comic Con, I wanted to know if you guys are going to get Depp for Dan Shoning on the show again. I love listening to him talk. He's a lot of fun. All you, all you guys are a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, when are you guys going to get a guest on the show? I would love to hear him again. Or any other ghost head. Alright, guys. See you on the other side. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... Ghostbusters! Interdimensional crossword. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That'll do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right, so uh, good, good voicemail there, actually, from our, our good friend Rob, who uh, is is kind enough to always call in. Uh, yes, we would love to have Dapper Dan back on the show, but as we mentioned a little earlier, he's a busy dude. I don't think he sleeps, and in fact, I know he doesn't sleep. Um, I don't believe he's at the New York Comic Con uh, as as we speak. Um, because he works so hard. That guy is, he's, uh, he's an Iron Man. He's a true Iron Man. Uh, so we'll, we'll try to get him on the show as soon as we can. Um, but yeah, we love, we love talking to him too. Uh, stay tuned for more Ghostbusters International talk. IDW stuff is so great. We gotta, we have to talk more about it. Um, but in the meantime, 
let's bring this to let's bring this to a close. Let's bring this on home, Chris. Let's let's do some final thoughts. What do you got this week? I just talked about dry ice for ten minutes. You want more? Jeez. Yes, I do. The people demand it. The people, <laughs> all of our tens of listeners or hundreds of listeners. I don't. How many of you guys are out there? Just if you listen to the episode, just to say, "Hey, I'm here." We want to know because there's no metrics in podcasting. It's kind of crazy, but uh, the people demand it, Chris. They want to hear your final thoughts. Uh, final thought. Uh, my my final thought is I subscribe to yet another streaming service. What? Uh, so the future's here. Another, yeah. uh, uh, what's the other streaming on top of Netflix? What's the oh, other? I got, ne- I got Netflix, and I keep toying around with others. I think, I'm pretty sure I tried the trial for Earwolf. Uh, and I'm sitting here with my money in my hand waiting for CISO to make it up here. Oh, for the yeah. love of Pete. Oh, man, uh, CISO. But uh, have you heard of Shudder? No. What's what Shutter? Uh, Netflix for horror movies. Ooh. Yeah, and uh, it's just in time. Just in time. Well, it's perfect time of year, right? Um, I, I I think I mentioned I used to work at a video store, so I've kind of consumed large chunks of the horror section, and I'm trying to find stuff that I haven't seen before and things like that. And I heard about it on another podcast, uh, Shutter.com. They should actually. I bring this up now that they should sponsor us. These are are not official sponsors. We're not. This is not a bit that we're (laughs) doing for you guys. This is not a bit. I bring it up because they did sponsor us. It's officially October, which means every day now is like if there's a spare moment, I'm. uh, It's Halloween time. Halloween, 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 Halloween. Um, And I heard about it, and they mentioned a couple of movies. Like you gotta see it, and I was like, well, it's five bucks a month. (laughs) That's a if I watch one a month. There's my rental fee. Hooray. <laughs> Done. You know, that logic. So I, yeah. I went and um, it's pretty sweet. They, It's not like it's resplendent with, with titles, but they got quite a few and lots I hadn't seen. And strangely enough, a Canadian one that I hadn't, I, ha- I kind of was interested in and never watched. Have you ever watched Monster Brawl? Monster Brawl? No. No. What's that? <laughs> somebody, somebody said, okay. We're going to get Dave Foley and... Oh, what's the Canadian actor's name? We all know him here. He's in Da Vinci's Inquest and all that. He was in a bunch of, like, the, the film credit horror movies of the 70s and 80s. What the hell is his name? Anyways, they're like, we'll get those two. Uh, we'll hire a bunch of wrestlers. And we'll make them up as monsters. And we'll frame it like they're making monsters fight one another for the world champ, like some world title in a, in a, <laughs> oh in a fake cemetery somewhere. And sure enough, like the Ontario film tax credit and tell like all these tax credits at the end. And it's goofy. It's ridiculously goofy, but it's kind of semi amusing to watch like Wolfman fight Frankenstein, uh, and then have Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Hart yell into his megaphone about it afterwards. Like it's just, <laughs> ridiculous but oh a lot of style and, and like i said not a hundred percent on point but boy the heart's in the right place so perfect have, for the time of year so yeah, my point sh- is shutter is, shutter.com shutter.com and the other thing that they did was they you can stream it so they take all their movies and they'll just stream them as a tv feed and so they have something called shutter.tv so in the app or on the website or whatever you, you click on it and it's wherever they're at and the, the recent the 
we're halfway through this movie and you just watch it like it's hmm. it's the run in the background mode or whatever but the point is and I bring this up because not enough people have told me what their Halloween movies are for like campaign everybody knows you watch Ghostbusters Halloween that's a given what else is everybody watching so listen to that uh, ad there with our number and call in or I don't know talk into your smartphone and mail us the file that'll do yeah yeah exactly uh, I mean you don't have to call the voicemail some people don't you know don't have a couple people have twittered it I mean I guess at the end of the day I'd love to hear people's voices make you could all be bots on Twitter for all I know you it's true and it's, also, it's a podcast Twitter doesn't really translate we <laughs> no, can have Siri read your tweet I guess that's but <laughs> we need we I need just, your voices that's the, I just that's realized the I'm the here. worst person to test uh, robot intelligence is against because as long as it mentions Ghostbusters I'll think it's a human <laughs> hi so s- serious human how are you I'm fine what is the weather like I like weather and Ghostbusters. It's a human. Oh my god, human. Yep. So human. <laughs> <laughs> Not artificially intelligent. Must be a human. Must be human. But yeah, call call our voicemail guys because we, we really do we want to put together an episode where it's all of your um, companion films, not just not to Ghostbusters, but for the season. We want to hear about the movies that you guys watch this time of year, um, and you know, and they can be companions to Ghostbusters. They can remind you of Ghostbusters. They can be in the same vein as Ghostbusters. But uh, yeah, that 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 list is in the works. Yeah. But we just need we need a we need we need more. We we have we have like we have the filling. But we need the cake to go around the filling. So call the voicemail. It's 470-242-4742. Again, 470. Don't be writing while you're driving in your car. But it's 470-242-4742. And, uh, yeah, just tell us tell us movies that you watch this time of year. Halloween, you have to have something. You have to have a go-to while you're sitting there waiting to pass out candy. Um, yeah. It's got it's something. Something has to trigger in your head. So we want to hear from you guys. Animated go. Halloween tree. That's a good one. Animated Halloween tree. You ever watch that? Is it like a is it like a Yule log for Halloween? Oh, Ray Bradbury's The Halloween Tree. Oh 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 animated. Okay. Animated Halloween <laughs> tree. Like, an, an animated Halloween tree. I was like, <laughs> I didn't know that that was a thing. Okay. Actually, it's time to fire up the holiday log. For all we know, they have a fire burning with a pumpkin in front of it, like a jack-o'-lantern. I'd watch that. Yeah, sold. It is that with, time of year. With this, the occasional sound of thunder, baying werewolves, um, <laughs> a little bit of organ music just playing. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd watch that. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, well, <laughs> let's let's. Why don't get, we film it and sell it to the, the uh, Yeah, log I was going to say, let's get going on that. We'll put it up on our feeds and we'll make millions. <laughs> It'll be our claim to fame. No, this podcast is our claim to fame. And we couldn't do it without you guys. Thank you so much for joining us, as you always do each and every week. We encourage your participation. Call that voicemail line, tweet at us. Uh, keep sending us photos and videos and all that stuff. We love talking about it here on the show. So uh, until next week, for Mr. Chris Stewart and myself, we'll see you guys on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at protoncharging.com, ghostbustershq.net, and stillplayingwithtoys.net. Hey, this could be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Fast Masters. Everything you're doing is bad. 
You truly scare me. And let's get to know this. Don't look at me. I think these people are completely nuts. Next week, though, hairless pets. Weird. Play Chamba Wamba for me. <laughs> I want to hear right said Fred. <laughs> Hello, Paul. Are you too sexy for your shirt? <laughs> so sexy it hurts. <laughs> oh, I'm a model. You know what I mean? I do a little turn around the catwalk. Isn't it ironic I'm calling for Alanis Morissette? <laughs> <laughs>